Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. You can't ask your coworker, do you think it's a good idea for me to quit? Of course, the answer is going to be no, I don't think it's a good idea because they never did it before or they don't even have the vision to make it happen. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, we hear part two of the Results Not Resolution series with no other than Nehemiah Davis. He says that every one of us deserves our own circle of greatness. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to part two of Results Not Resolutions. This is the series where we talk about who we need to become as we work towards what we want in 2019. Last week was amazing. If you didn't hear Dr. Tama, stop suffering in silence. Do yourself a favor and listen to that episode. And if you understand what the pillars are all about, my purpose chasers and OG listeners, you know that the second pillar up is the people pillar. And in the people pillar, we talk about creating relationships that matter. If you're new to redefining wealth and you don't know what the pillars are about, then I really encourage you to go back to the very beginning, listen to the first six or seven episodes or so where I break down each one of the pillars and you will understand why relationships truly matter. And I'm really excited about the relationship that I've built and am continuing to build with this young man, Nehemiah Davis, because he's absolutely amazing. I think that, again, I never lie to you. You're going to want to take notes. You're going to want to listen probably two or three times, really get this in your spirit, because so many of us want to go to these elevated places, but we don't realize that we don't have to you know, crawl and scrape our ways there. Sometimes the truth is that there are people who are watching you who have the power to bless you, but really who are they watching you be? Who are they watching you become in this season? It really makes the difference between, you know, having to force things to happen and and being able to just walk in to positions that you may not even be qualified for. That's the truth. But because of your ability to build relationships, here you are. 
So before I introduce you to Nehemiah, I want to introduce you to a new segment that we're doing here on the Redefining Wealth podcast, which is my opportunity to shine a light on the small businesses that support me. And that support me either in my day-to-day activities, real life, real world, or support the podcast. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about this in the Who Are You Becoming episode when I shared that I'm becoming someone who chooses myself. And so what I find in the podcast world is that there's a lot of big companies. There's actually, a, it seems like a handful of big companies that go to all the podcasts and they kind of put you against each other and play this game of, you know, how much you can get paid for ads and how you can run your schedule and all this stuff. And that's just not a game that I wanted to play. So I thought, yes, I still need to monetize the podcast because this is where I spend so much time and dedicate so much time, but I want to do it in a way that is authentic to me. And that is in supporting small businesses, in particular, those small businesses that support me and support the podcast. And so with that being said, this episode is brought to you by your virtual admin expert. This is the home of the business process audit. Now I can say honestly that I went through this because the COO of my company, Gwendolyn Young, is the founder and creator of the business process audit. And she actually did this with me a couple years ago and helped me really get clear about where I had holes and inconsistencies and time wasters in my business. And I can tell you guys, I had way too many. So if you are a solopreneur like me, let me tell you what happens. You hear people talk about these different platforms or different apps or different softwares that you can use and you hear it referenced in one way. So then you buy it, you download it, you know, you get it for that one thing without ever really mastering all that it has available to you. And so what I found myself doing was trying to piece together six, seven, 10, 12, 15 different things that really maybe one or two services could have achieved. And so it created a bottleneck in my business. It was very frustrating and it was a lot of money and time wasted. And when Gwendolyn came in and did this audit and looked at everything that I had, she instantly, I mean, I'm talking within a week or so, identified everything that I needed to do and how I needed to streamline my business because I am guilty of being a spirit-led entrepreneur. I think of something and I move in that direction, but the truth is even if you're spirit-led, you still require strategy and you still need systems. And that is Gwendolyn's genius. And I can honestly say I've saved more money and made a lot more money since we were able to streamline the systems in my business. It's something that I think every entrepreneur or small business owner should definitely look into. So if you want to talk to Gwendolyn about the business process audit, I suggest you go to thebpaeffect.com. That's thebpaeffect.com. Spend some time with Gwendolyn, schedule time with her, have a consultation and look at your business and see where the holes are and where you can save some additional money and set yourself up to make more money this year. Now, Nehemiah Davis is an award-winning author, entrepreneur, and philanthropist born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Even though he was born with the odds stacked against him from birth, at age 21, his life changed for the better, and his decision to take action resulted in him starting his first business. 
He's since dedicated his life to serving others through the Nehemiah Davis Foundation, which has served over 60,000 homeless citizens, senior citizens, and youth all around the world. In addition to traveling to 51 countries, being awarded and recognized around the world, Nehemiah has also received the Steve Harvey's Good Neighbor Award in 2016, as well as the President's Volunteer Service Award at the White House. Without further ado... Please sit back and listen to the gems and the jewels that you will receive from my boy, my friend, Nehemiah Davis. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Nehemiah. Hey, I'm super pumped up. Thank you for having me here. How you doing? Man, I'm good. And I have been looking forward to chatting it up with you for some time. But, you know, I follow you on Instagram. And since you've been in like 51 countries in the last three days, I I was really concerned (laughs) that I would not be able to catch you. But I'm glad we could make it happen. Yeah, sitting still right now. So sitting still. I'm happy to be here. Wouldn't miss it for the world. I have to tell this story about how we actually met the first time. Because it was really random. And I don't I don't normally stop men in the streets of New Orleans and say, hey, (laughs) I think I know you. But funny enough, my best friend, Brittany, who you probably know at this point is a meteorologist in Philly, Mm -hmm. somehow saw you or knew people who knew you. And she was like, this is a great guy. He does a lot of great stuff in Philly. I just feel like you should know him. It was so random. This is years ago now, like three years ago, maybe. Yes. And so I was like, oh, okay. So she sent me your Instagram profile and I looked and I was like, oh, okay, cool. He looks like a nice guy. And then walking through the streets of New Orleans after one of those Essence Festival concerts, like late at night. Do you remember this? You were walking by and I was like, I can't forget it. I remember that was instrumental, instrumental. I was like, hey, you're from Philly. Like I couldn't even remember anything else. But my I, whoever I was with was like, what? What are you doing? Why are you just attacking this poor man in the street? And I think your feet hurt or something. Right, you, right. You didn't look too good. I think I was walking. You know, in New Orleans, it's a whole lot of walking. So I probably was walking a while and I think I was just tired. So yeah. at that moment, I was like, I was tapped out. But <laughs> that that was a, a moment I'll never forget. And to be honest, Patrice, that's one of the other reasons why I go every year, because you never know the incredible people you get to meet. Case in point, I met you, who's going to be a lifelong friend and someone where who I can literally build a relationship with and we can help each other, you know, continue to reach the levels we want. So I tell that story often, how I literally met you on the streets and how that led to so many different things. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so powerful how just a divine moment, right? Because I was supposed to be in a car service and somehow they couldn't find us. It didn't work out and we started walking. And then we had just that divine bump in the street. But I really credit you with knowing how to build relationships, which is one of the reasons why I invited you on. Because at Redefining Wealth, we have six pillars that are foundational, but the second pillar is people. And it's about creating relationships that matter. And I always tell my audience, there's always someone watching you who has the power to bless you, right? But what are they watching you do? Who are they watching you be? And the reason that we've continued a relationship 
is not just because we bumped into each other on the street that night because we were tired, hungry, humidity. It was a lot going on, but that was the initial thing. But you ended up coming to my session. I was speaking on the money and power stage at Essence and you showed up. I don't, was that the same year? I think it was the same weekend. No, it, it was the next day and I didn't even know who you were prior. Like when you just say, hey, I'm Patrice, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it's a pleasure meeting you as I meet everyone. As, you right. know, I meet people with no intentions. I'm not looking for anything or how can I, we build. It was just, hey, it was a pleasure meeting you. Look forward to seeing you in the future. And the future happened to be that next day when you were on the stage. I'm like, wow, how incredible is this? Yeah. And you were there and you ended up standing up and asking questions or something and gave me your book, which I did read on the plane home. And I was like, wow, what an incredible young man. And then you fast forward maybe a year or so. And I got to sit in the front row and watch you win the Community Leader Award for the Neighborhood Awards 2016. And it was crazy. And I still remember like when Steve was like, because still to this day, I don't remember him like, you can get my number right now. I was just so hyped at winning. I didn't remember that. So at the end, you was like, hey, listen, um, if you really can't get to Steve, just let me know. I got you. And fast forward, we was able to do the proposal on there only because of the result of you. So it's just crazy to me. And I, I still just like to show my gratitude to you because it wouldn't have been possible without you and just that's the power of really building relationships and not necessarily looking for anything in return because the day I met you I didn't say hey let me see what I can get out of Patrice it was like hey I wish you the absolute best saw you the next day all oh, crushing on the stage keep crushing it and that was it and then I happened to see you six months or seven months later so mm-hmm. and we stayed in touch through social media again with no just how are you doing how's everything I wish you the best so I right. uh, I just love the idea that you can build genuine relationship with people and, and you still don't know who had the idea to bless you the way you blessed me. So I still like to say thank you so much for that opportunity. You know, it's funny until I see you post about your proposal, because you do a really good job of like, you know, reflecting and posting things. I always forget that I was even anywhere in that. Cause I, and that's the same thing with me. I feel like I feel like you're blessed to be a blessing. And if you can create connections for people, that's what you do, but never with any expectation in return. So oftentimes I may do things for people or try to do my best to connect people. And I don't even remember. It's not even a thought in my head because it's not something that I'm trying to dangle over someone's head for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? You ever have somebody do something for you and then they have to bring it up every time they see you? Yep, I and know exactly like, what you're talking about. Like, aren't we going to forget about that now? <laughs> it's like, I mean, I said thank you in 99. Like, I just can't keep telling you thank you, you know? And not because you don't want to, but it's just like, it's been a blessing. And if you did it for the right reasons, you don't hold on to it forever. That's just my belief in the foundation for me of truly creating great relationships. But, you know, you have something called the circle of greatness, can you talk to us about what the circle of greatness is? Because I really believe you've done a great job of just building relationships, I think, vertically and horizontally in your life with people who are your peers. You seem to have a great circle around you, but you've also done a lot to give back to people who are coming up behind you. But then you have great relationships with people who are far ahead. You're just connected. So talk to us about the circle of greatness and what that means for you. 
Well, literally, we started the Circle of Greatness a few years ago because, one, I've been connecting people for years, like just connecting people with opportunities. And, and similar to what you said, I forget I actually connect someone with an opportunity. But it got to a point I was connecting so many people. I'm like, how cool would it be if I actually had a community where now I could connect each other? And it's kind of like a, a membership where people can literally be a part of it, where we could support one another. And that literally was one reason why the Circle of Greatness was born. Um, because we call we want to keep our money in the circle. We want to keep our resources in the circle. So, for example, you need a lawyer. We have a lawyer in the group. You need a doctor. We have a doctor. You need an accountant. We have that. You need a barber. We have that. And I believe that is, as you talk about redefining wealth, I believe that is a way of building and circulating wealth by passing the funds and passing resources and passing opportunities in the circle. So that's on the surface level why we created. And then the second thing, I just believe having a circle, having people around you who are smarter than you, sharper than you, or skilled in other areas, it will only complement you and your growth. So I think it's necessary to be around the Patrices of the world, right? It's necessary to be around uh, some of these amazing women and men who you get to work with because it is a key to success. A lot of people, you, you only grow to the extent of those who are around you. Like, I don't care how a shark can only grow as big as the fish tank, like big as the tank that he's inside. So it's the same thing with building your circle. You got to get around people who are doing better than you. You got to get around people who you can help. I tell people like, you got to look at mentorship and life as like a sandwich. You should pretty much, it always should be someone above you. And then it should always be someone below you who you're helping out as you move up. And as they continue to move up, they're helping you out. So we got this model. It's okay to be in business for yourself, but it's not okay to be in business by yourself. So that's one of the reasons why we created the circle and we operate in that manner of wanting to see people become massively successful. Be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. I love that. And I think that the more people grow businesses online, Neo, it is so easy to end up by yourself. Like it is so easy to be that lone ranger at the house in your home office or your co-working space or whatever it is, but you're plugging away doing your thing. And there's a possibility you look up and you really don't have anyone in your circle. And then we get mad sometimes when we have friends or family who don't necessarily support or can't really, they really can't hold what the vision is that we have because it's not their thing, right? If they're not in business for themselves, they may just not understand how to support you, which is why you got to get around other people. No, and you're right. And it's just to add to that part, it's like, also, people got to understand that you can't share your goals and dreams with everyone as well, right? There's a lot of people who come to me, hey, I want to become a full-time entrepreneur. But I talk to my mom about it. I talk to my grandmom about it. I talk to my coworkers about it. They all said it's not a good idea. What you need to understand is they will never think it's a good idea because they're not a full-time entrepreneur. You can't ask your coworker, do you think it's a good idea for me to quit? Of course, the answer is going to be no, I don't think it's a good idea because they never did it before or they don't even have the vision to make it happen. Uh, Another one is like, I love my grandma more than anything, but she's son is dangerous. Don't travel is dangerous. Grandma don't have a passport. Grandma hasn't been out the country. So grandma, I cannot take your advice on this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for us. Like if you you want to become a millionaire, you got to learn from one. You want to become an author, you got to learn from one. I think it's important to seek wise counsel and advice from people who are in, in the position that you want to be in. So Nehemiah, let's take it back though, because you come from humble beginnings. And I loved when you shared a bit of your story 
when you were accepting your Community Leader Award? Because now I see you online taking pictures with people like Gary Vee or Billy Jean, the great marketing guy, or like all these guys. It's like, but you didn't start out with those types of people. So can you take us back to kind of how you grew up and then how you trained yourself to align yourself with that type of wise counsel? Uh, absolutely. So first, I mean, your network, literally, like they say, your network is your network. That's serious. Like those people who you hang around, they're either going to make you or they're going to break you. Right. So I did, I definitely didn't start there. I didn't even know it existed. So Patrice, one of my favorite quotes is once your mind is expanded to a new concept or idea, it's hard to go back to its original way of thinking. And what that means is once you're exposed to something new, once you see there's something new possible for your life, it is hard to set mediocre, right? It's hard to just settle for just less than when you can have more. So I grew up uh, raised by my mom, raised by my grandma. Uh, my mom really wanted to give me the best life that she could, that she actually knew how. So she sent me to all uh, schools where I was the minority. But again, I was just a I was acting up. I didn't have my dad. My dad been in jail since I was two for committing murder. So I never really had that father figure. I never knew anything about mentors. There's just so many things I did not know because I only learned from my mom, right? I only learned from my grandma and they only were so far along in life. So they only could show me, but so much, but my mom showed me there were more to life than Philly. So when I went to this particular school, this changed my life, Patrice, the first level of changing my life. I got to be around, I'm coming from West Philly in the hood. So it was like drug infested neighborhood. I lived in the middle room of my grandma's home. It was just the people I looked up to was drug dealers. It was people who go buy sneakers and shoes. I didn't know nothing else existed. So I went to this particular school and some of my friend's parents were millionaires, right? One of my friends had, he had four wheelers at the house. He had horses, right? He had a pool house. Like, I'm like, I only knew a pool house existed on Fresh Prince. I didn't know that was like real life. You could have that, right? My other friends had the whole third floor for their bedroom. We walked through the woods where my other friend got theater in her house. So me seeing, I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, people actually living like this? So that was kind of my first inkling of, man, I actually can have more. So I went, I, I ended up getting kicked out of that particular school, unfortunately, went to a new school, had the opportunity to go to college. Unfortunately, I ended up getting kicked out of college. At this point, being kicked out of college, I already had nine jobs that I got fired from. So I went to my 10th job. And this is literally where it changed everything for me, Patrice. And bring it back to my favorite quote, once your mind is expanded to a new concept or idea, it's hard to go back to its original way of thinking. So at this job, I worked at Atlantic Aviation, which was a private airfield. And at this job, I got to see millionaires. I got to see billionaires. I got to just see people who were like literally on the next level. Like I'm on Donald Trump's jet. I'm on the owner of the Cowboys jet. I'm on when Jay-Z came on a jet. I remember like yesterday taking T.D. Jakes. Uh, he got a golf stream, taking his lunch that he didn't eat home to my grandma. I'm like, I literally remember like just lavish lifestyle. I remember walking on Trump playing all gold, everything, white carpet. It was like a house in air. But the biggest thing that I took away from that, Patrice, was, hey, Neo, it's possible. Like, if, if some of these people came from where you came from and they have what you have, have what they have, that means any man can do it. I don't believe, I believe if you come from nothing and you see that someone made it, that means those results are duplicatable. 
maybe not to that level or doing exactly what they did, but you too could become a millionaire. You too could become a billionaire. You too could become a radio personality. You too could become an author. Why? Because someone before you has done it. So that literally changed my life, Patrice. I ended up getting fired, but after I got fired, I started a business, but I made a decision at that point, Patrice. And I think this is what not too many people do. I made a decision now. I became mentally unemployable 10 or 11 years ago. And I said, entrepreneurship has to work or it has to work. We don't ever make a decision that, hey, I'm going to create wealth. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to stick with this goal and dream until it comes true. And I still say, Patrice, so many people are more incredible, more amazing than me. But the difference between me and most people is I don't stop. I literally do not quit. Like I will figure it out or I will figure it out. Like it, it has never been in my mind. Well, what if it don't work? The moment people put in their mind that it won't work, it's not going to work. So I never, since I've been fired, I've never said, yo, this may not work. That never, the thought never went in my mind. The thought of me becoming a multimillionaire has never been like, maybe it won't happen. It, that will never come in my mind because I saw I've been exposed to what's possible. So part of me, my life, starting to change down and me getting into different networks. I understand getting in certain networks, getting around certain people, it puts a certain fire up under. It makes you really want to go, go for more, want more. So that's literally been what I've been on lately, making a decision like this has to work or it has to work. Mm, I I love that. Thank you. Man, mentally unemployable. I love that. I don't think I've ever articulated that. Neil, but I think that's what I've been on for a long time. <laughs> like right. I am mentally unemployable. Now I've never been fired. Right. I have definitely been not a great employee. And not because I was not good at my job, but because I found myself questioning everything. I'm like, what are we meeting for? What is the meeting about the meeting? Like I meet and then I go do work. I don't want to meet before the meeting, have the meeting, meet after the meeting. And now a month has gone by and y'all still talking about the same stuff. Like I'm a doer. I just want to go get it done and move on to the next thing. So, you know, you know, my husband, Gerald, he's like, babe, you're just not a great employee. And I think that is it. Like I was always meant to work for myself and I'm not mad at people who are employees, but I definitely know that I have been mentally unemployable for a long time. I love what you said. You figure it out or figure it out. That's it. What I see people do, though, is try a few things. They try a million things a few times, and then they get upset when they don't get the results they want. And what I've learned is that I'd rather do fewer things a million times and keep doing it and tweaking it. And if I get some results, cool. How do I multiply that? How do I take that concept and then broaden it, stretch it, whatever, whatever I need to do. But what I know I can't do is... Today I try this. Oh, I don't feel like it worked. So Thursday I'm going to try something different. Oh, well, I didn't really get what I wanted. So Saturday I'm on something new. And I see that so much with entrepreneurs in social media. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're launching something different every day. You have not given yourself an opportunity to make the first thing work. You haven't put no time in. Listen, and I see it all too often, Patrice. I'm like, yep. Hey, I've been doing it for six months. I'm not seeing any results. Okay. Go back <laughs> working. I've been doing Patrice, I've been doing it for 10 years. I'm still not where I want to be. But do you think right. quit is gonna speed up the process? Ooh, you, wait, you think Neo. Is gonna make me get there any faster? Yo, uh, I've been doing it for 10 years. I think I'm gonna stop for a moment and start over again in a couple years. 
What do you think is quitting going to make it happen any faster? If that's not a word. Literally, it's like, it's not, yo, quitting is not going to help you get any, any longer. You know what I've been trying to tell people, Patrice? Right now, it is your very best time to get an entrepreneurship. It is your very best time to create your wealth. There's be- never been a greater time than today to actually get started because it's easier with the internet. We didn't have the internet like this 10 years ago where you literally could, you can literally go from making no money to six figures in under a year. Literally seven figures with the internet, with social media, with just these new mediums of advertisement and just different ways to grow a business. So I tell people, start now. And the reason why you want to start now, because in two years, it's going to be more complicated. It's going to be more systems. It's going to be more automation. It's going to be more ads. Ads are going to cost more to run. Your best chance entrepreneurship means starting today or best chance at redefining and creating your wealth is now. You cannot continue to wait as if someone's going to come save you. And, and when my life started changing, Patrice, when I made the decision that, well, I'm not depending on somebody to come save me. Mm. I don't have nobody. When I wake up every day, I'm not looking around like, boss, um, can you provide for me today? I'm looking around like, what am I going to do today? What am I going to go? I, I, we got this model. We eat what we kill. Not, you know, not literally, but mm. the only way we eat, Patrice, is by the work that we put in. Like people are expecting results from the work that they didn't put in. And I don't know where that happens. I don't know how you're going to become a millionaire without doing millionaire work ethic, without doing what millionaires do. I just don't think it happens like that. You can't build wealth without starting right now. Wealth don't build overnight. Well, I think that people have a false understanding of what they consider to be an overnight success. You know, like there's a lot of people who still to this day, they talk about the Kardashians for for an example. They're not talented. They're not this. They're not that. They have extreme work ethic. In order to take anything and turn it into what they've turned it into, I may not necessarily agree with, with whatever. That has nothing to do with it. It still takes an insane work ethic to keep showing up the way they have for over a decade. It just is what it is. It's not just happening by doing nothing. And I don't think that people always quite understand that, that what looks like it may be an overnight success to you or what may look like, oh, well, they just made it happen in a couple months. You really, you see the final post or you see the final book or you see whatever it is you see, but you don't understand the hours, the nights, the investment, the commitment, all the things that go into making that happen. And I think that some people need to be honest with themselves and say, I'm just not willing to do it. Mm. Just say, I'm not willing to do it. Yeah. I'm not willing to put the time in. But don't, don't pretend that you want to do it and then not put the time in and, mm. and keep flipping from thing to thing. Because <laughs> at any point, if you want to be a multimillionaire, truly build wealth in anything that you're doing, it's going to take time. It's going to take investment. It's going to take your energy and your effort, period. And another thing, Patricia, I think it's important I think getting you like one of a success key also where redefining wealth, I think is finding yourself a mentor, finding yourself someone who did it before you. I believe that's the fast track. Mm-hmm. Like even if it requires an investment from you, if it requires an investment of you to be able to, for you, you've been doing this for years, right? I've been doing this for years. Like you have all your heartaches, all your struggles, all your testing, all the figuring out and you figure out a formula that can literally make people become successful. Like if, if, if someone can pay for that to get a fast track, I always suggest that. 
But a lot of times with us, we don't understand like, hey, people will go pay to go to college for four years, eight years for a degree that which I think having a degree is cool, but it still doesn't guarantee you success. You can come to a Patrice, come to these different entrepreneurs, sit down with them for a couple hours and they can literally put you on a fast track that's going to almost instantly guarantee you success. So I just think I know it wasn't a question, but I just think it's another key that I think people should understand. Man, well, no, I think the mentorship it's critical. Yeah, it's critical. Like uh, my husband and I do VIP days, right? And we just did a VIP day with someone the other day. And his comment on my social media or, or on Gerald's social media was making this investment put me light years ahead, right? Like he understood that by coming and sitting down for eight hours, you're about to get things that we've been working on in 10 years and you don't have to do all the Googling and the figuring it out and the piecing the team together and all that. Like we can literally just create the plan. And I know, I know, I remember one time you hit me up and said, I'm in LA. And I was like, oh, what are you doing in LA? And you said you were going to this conference and I looked it up. I was like, oh my gosh, that is like, that's dope. But you keep investing, whether that be in seminars or conferences or coaching or masterminds. I saw you were on a yacht doing, yeah. <laughs> doing a mastermind. <laughs> but Billy people, Jean, yeah. yeah, but people like, I know they hit you up about it all the time. Can you be my mentor? Can you be my mentor? Listen, sometimes, first of all, there are time constraints. And at the Absolutely. end of the day, my first responsibility is the people who invest in working with me. I cannot busy my calendar with handholding and giving out a bunch of free information that you honestly are probably not even going to implement because you haven't made an investment and it's just busy work for you. It's just saying that you did something. The people who put their money where their mouth is, they're ready. Like they, they are so much more likely to get the work done. And I know for both of us as coaches, you want to work with people who are ready, who want it. Yep. And it's funny, Patricia, you say, here's the thing. When you don't pay, you don't pay attention. Where there's no transaction, there's no transformation. I have never not, I have, Patricia, I spent 27000 this year going to programs, coaching, like masterminds. I take that information serious. Why? Because I spent my hard-earned money. I'm getting on planes to go there. I got to stay in hotels. I got to do all types of stuff, be away from my family to get the information. So I take immediate action on the information. So most people will get free stuff. They don't value it. It's like, uh, it's free. I don't really, it, it don't really matter. It don't mean much because they don't see the amount of time, energy that you put into it. Just because it's effortless to me to learn and to be able to share this information with you. But it took me 10 years to figure out this information. So now it's effortless because of repetition. I've been doing it over and over and over and over again. And that's the key, I believe. Yeah, I love that. Where there's no transaction, there's no transformation. Oh. <laughs> you don't pay, you don't pay attention. Facts. Boy, I, I need to just put that on my sales page today. <laughs> do it, do it. Please do it. They need to see it. Listen to me. And, I, and I'll let people know, Patrice, with a lot of things we do, hey, this is going to require an investment of time and money. I don't think we should continue if you're not willing to invest either of those. And it's just, we got to be, to the point where you got to be straightforward because people are in a place where your time is so valuable. That's the only thing we can make more money. We can make, but we can't get the time back once it's spent. Like we can't redo the podcast on the same hour, the same day, that day is spent and we can't get it back. So I just think people start understanding how important their time is. And just another key to redefining your wealth. You need to be doing things that wealthy people do. 
Like whatever that is, you need to be spending an hour to two hours a day figuring out what, if they read, you should be reading. If they listen to podcasts, you should be listening to podcasts. We need to do what wealthy people are doing so you can follow that path so you can literally redefine and create wealth for yourself. One of the things that you shared recently is that you got your mom her dream car. It was yeah. a Range Rover and it was such a beautiful post. Thank you. And what really stood out to me, because I see this as the byproduct of you investing that time in seminars, in masterminds, in coaching, because you're implementing things right rapidly and getting better results and better results and better results. Mm -hmm. And then you have the opportunity to do things like you did. And one of the things that stood out to me is that you said you almost didn't post it because you didn't want people to see it as bragging. Mm -hmm. And I so identified with that because like a year ago or a year and a half ago, we bought the property, but Gerald and I gave my mom an apartment Mm -hmm. and I almost didn't post about it for the same thing. I was like, I don't want people to see it as, you know, this or that. But then when I did do it, the lesson that I got from it was that it was aspirational for so many people who wanted to be able to do something like that for their mother. Then I could talk to them about, but this is what I had to do. Like this is, this is years of doing these things and you, you know, getting this result is more difficult if you're not willing to put the time in to do the things that lead up to this type of result. What was the feedback that you got and how did you feel on the other side of actually talking about that whole experience? So for me, like we had the car at that moment, like two weeks now. So we had the car, but I was just really contemplating like if I should do it because you know, a lot of you could get hate or people just always had their own interpretations of what, Oh, he broke or he this or you that you fraud or this. So I'm just like, I'd rather not even mention it at all. But then I started thinking about what about that person who this could inspire, right? Mm-hmm. My mom is happy about it. What, what about that? What about we worked hard for this? I want people to know, like, whatever dream you got literally can come true. So um, the feedback ended up being amazing. I didn't really hear anything negative. It was all like, congratulations. This is amazing. This is awesome. And my thing was just to inspire people. Man, I literally, my, I haven't had it. My dad been in jail since I was two. I got kicked out of high school, kicked out of college, fired from 10 jobs. I didn't find a mentor till I was 25. Um, so everything that I've learned has been a result of trial and error, eventually finding mentors and just doing the work. So I just need people to know, like, you don't need this special gift or this unique gift to make it happen for yourself. And that was just a prime example we was able to make that happen from work. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I ended up sharing it because maybe that would inspire someone else to go do the same thing or believe that they can do it. A lot of times, Patrice, we don't achieve things because we don't know they're believable. So many of our youth, they don't believe these things are possible because they don't physically know anyone. That's why they look up to the rappers and the actors. That's the closest people they know. No one in their family oftentimes is successful business owners. They may not have mansions. So they don't, they can't even really correlate with that. So I wanted someone who came from where I came from, who had what I had to see, like, oh, I could do this too. If Nehemiah did this, who don't have this, 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 it is feasible for me to achieve this as well. So it turned out good at the end. Yeah, that's good. What I love about it too, though, is that you don't just depend on young people seeing you from a distance and saying, oh, if that guy did it, I could do it. You are very hands-on. I know that you have a program for youth entrepreneurs. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so I truly believe, as we want to redefine the world podcast, I truly believe like with my heart 
Patrice, one of the keys to breaking generational poverty is exposing our youth at a young age to business. Like I truly like every ounce of me, I'm like, I believe this also. You got to beat the system before the system beats you. So, for example, one thing about my daughter, I don't really I don't give her anything. And the reason why I don't give her anything like if she like little things, of course, but we not buying the new shoes out because I taught her how to make money. Once you teach someone how to do it, it is easy. So even for us, like anything we used to get as kids, new sneakers, new things, we didn't value. Anything you bought somebody last Christmas, they're no longer using it. Why? Because it came free. It didn't require investment from them. It just didn't really matter because they like, oh, I'll just I'll get more. So what I teach kids is how to become business owners, because once you teach them how to get a job, they continue to want to get a job after job after job after job. Case in point, let's do some simple math, Patrice. The average kid, 16, 15, they'll go get a job, make $8 an hour, right? They only can work four hours on Saturday because they're underage, right? They can work four hours on Sunday. Now they're working eight hours, right? That's a total of $64. In addition to working at eight hours, they got to get to work. They got to come home from work. They got to get dressed for work. So we're going to add another five hours into that. So we add eight, you know, now they're doing about 13 hours for $64. Once you break it down, I don't know how much that is. It's probably about $5 an hour. So I teach kids how to learn a sales pitch. I teach them how to uh, speak with confidence. I teach them that the word no means next opportunity. The more no's we get, the closer we get to yes. I teach them affirmations. I teach them like, you know, it is possible for you to make any amount of money you want. One of my mentees made $11,000 last month. He's 12. You can't hire him no more, Patrice. It's not even employable. Yeah, he's mentally, he's 12. It will ne- he will never have a job in his life, ever. And I got other kids making $3,000 a month, $5,000, $6,000, because now they understand that, hey, I can go make $20 in two minutes. I can make $100 in 30 minutes. I- so when you say, hey, I'm going to hire you for $8 an hour, they can't even mentally understand it. So I like to get to kids at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 for them to see like, oh, man, like a job don't even make sense for me because I can make money so much quicker. I teach a kid on a Saturday in four hours, you'll go make 500 And that's in four hours. One of my mentees like, yo, my son makes more money than me based on the teachings you showed him. So through our programs, we teach kids how to become entrepreneurs. So we created a program, specifically a six-week program, to show them everything they need to know from mindset, everything. And I think school is great, but it takes you 12, 13 years, 14 years to figure out how to make money. I teach you how to make money in eight hours with me. You will go make 500 to 5,000 every month. It's simple. Is but this the is, yet? Yeah, this is it's funny because Patrice is really a mastermind where I do it with you for six weeks personally myself. Because I train you, I get in your mind, I reconstruct your brain, teach you the right way of thinking. So it's really a six-week program with me. We're probably going to restart in January, first week in January, so they're prepared. We're going to start at top of the year, but I have it virtual, too, where you can do it on your own. So that's going to be releasing. It's already ready. I just got to release it to the world, so... I have to make sure that I link to that and that also Reagan is in there because you know what? I love that you've been able to really do that with your daughter. Now that my daughter is 11, I find that we're starting to struggle with her. And I think a lot of parents go through this where you can say it over and over again and she sees her parents. She understands what we do. And we talk to her about her passions and her gifts and all this stuff. 
But I'm at the point where I feel like learning from someone else will be better. And I'm not too proud to step to the side and be like, let me introduce you to someone, especially because you look way younger than us. So she may be like, oh, he's even more relatable. She don't know that we're probably close in age. That doesn't matter. Kids like to see people who look younger. And I'm like, you know what? That's definitely something I will put all the kids in my family on that plan. Like, I think that's going to be everybody's Christmas gift. See, that's amazing. And here's the other thing, Patrice. The thing about this is you and your husband, you're successful. So she, you know, she noticed she had seen that for years. So in her mind, that's actually normal. Right. So it's like it's hard. Mom, be an entrepreneur. She may don't want to be one because she see what it takes or she like, well, this this is my normal life. But when a kid who came from nothing and the parents start seeing him making 500 to 1,000 a week and they got to work mm-hmm. like 80, Patrice, when my last job, for me to make 700, I had to work like 100, 100 hours for two weeks. Mm. I teach a kid how to make that in two days, Patrice, at max four hours a day. Like, and this is, or this we're not even talking about online. This is just face-to-face. I, I teach them how to do it online too, but just face-to-face. It's, they, they're undeniable once they learn this trait. So I try to teach them like, hey, this is mandatory. You, you need to teach your kid this. Like if they want something, they got to create a job. Like we don't teach kids to get jobs anymore. We teach them to create them because they can make so much more. And I'm sorry to keep going on about it. I'm just passionate about seeing our youth because this would have changed my life if I would have knew about this or someone would expose me to this. No, I love it. And I completely agree. I completely agree. And I mean, seriously, to any parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents that are listening, consider putting your kids in a program like this rather than buying them some sneakers. You put them in something like what Neo is teaching and you never have to buy them sneakers again. They'll figure out school shopping on their own. And even if they go on to get a job, that's not the point. The point is the mindset, right? That it is possible, knowing that it's possible, knowing what the options are. Because so many people go down a path because that's the only thing they know and they just don't even realize what is available to them. And so I feel like you give a young person an opportunity to just know this is available to me. Or how many adults wish right now that they had some type of side hustle where they could make another $500, $2,500 a month. So the next time they walked into their job and somebody said something slick and they didn't feel like dealing with it anymore... They just had the option of saying, you know what, let me go ahead, take what I've been doing, making money on the side with, and then do that, go harder with that and go on about my business. But when you don't know how to take your God-given gifts and monetize them and turn them into something, then you feel trapped. And it's not to feel trapped generation after generation. And it's funny you say it, Patrice, because it's like so many parents... Most of my posts about how to make money, my DMs will flood because most people are living paycheck to paycheck. Most people just can't figure it out. So why? I'm like, yo, let me get let me get this to your kid before they're like you. Before most people mess their credit up because they never had anyone to teach them how not to. We teach kids about credit, yo, how to build your credit. If your parents got good credit, my daughter, 13, she got an American Express card. My sisters, all of them got American Express cards. They're my, what is the user? An authorized user, user. Mm -hmm. right? But we didn't even, I just learned about that a year ago. I'm like, oh, automatically, they all get American Express. My man got all the kids American Express platinum cards. But we didn't know these things and we will never know it because we have been conditioned to do the same thing over and over again. And like you said, it's nothing wrong with getting a job. I just want them to know you got options. I don't want you to feel like 
this is the only option. You could be a full-time artist. You could be a full-time author. In school, they're telling us, what you going to do when you grow up? Like, it's like, I want to be a musician full-time. You can do that. You could be an artist. Like, right now, oftentimes, our kids come on with projects. Oh, you got to write your own story. Did you ever think you actually could publish that story? Hey, I got to draw art for class. Did you ever think that you can actually make copies of those and now sell them for $10 a piece forever? So I think it's just really part of creating that wealth. I think it's a shift in the mindset, actually understanding that what's possible for your life, actually showing you like there is more. So that's why I'm big on like, show you it's more. Like I took my daughter to a different country. She like, no one can't impress her with that now. Now it's like, I know, wow, you could travel to different countries. You could do this. You could do that. Like it's hard for someone to go impress your daughter now. You and you, you and Jura have done it all. Like you're going to have to come very hard. You got to come very hard to impress her right now. Yeah, we say that all the time. Sometimes we just look at her, hear things that she says, and I'm like, mm, these little boys going to have a hard run. Like, yeah, it's, she, it's she not... Africa she's chilling. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's she is tricking. not going to be impressed by Applebee's, bruh. Like, not, not even in ninth grade. She'll be like, um... So, yeah, it's a no. Like she has a different level of expectation for things and and that's what we wanted. I mean, I wanted her to know what's possible and not to be easily impressed by anything a little snot-nosed boy comes by and says. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but what I love is that even for children, what you're reinforcing is that this idea of putting a circle of greatness around you is mandatory. And like you said, you didn't really start I believe you said really get into coaching or mentoring until you were 25. Yeah, about five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, And I also didn't know that people were mentors. Now, when I look back over my life, I could say, oh, that person was a very unintentional mentor. Like they Mm -hmm. did inspire me and stuff, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a defined relationship. But I love the idea of, again, just exposing kids to having that circle of greatness, making sure that you're creating relationships in that sandwich method that you said. You're bringing people up with you, but you always have someone that is ahead of you that you could look to and just learn from and grow with. Like, Neo, you are incredible. I I just, I so appreciate your example. I appreciate your example of just being someone who's really great with relationships. You are one of those people where I have never heard a bad thing about you. I appreciate it. Thank God. Every person that I know that knows you from a distance or near always has really positive things to say about you. And and I will co-sign on that anytime. You're just incredible. And you're just a great example for me of not allowing your past to define Mm -hmm. what is possible for you. And so keep going, keep inspiring, keep growing that circle of greatness, keep showing us how it's done. And um, I wish you much continued success. Thank you so much, Patrice. I'm happy that I had the opportunity to be on this phenomenal world-changing podcast. It's an absolute privilege to call you a friend, a friend tour and someone who I can learn from and uh, continue to aspire to be great. Like, so thank you. So, Neil, before I let you go, we end every episode with what we call Redefining Wealth Rapid Wisdom Questions. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and you just tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Cool? Ready. All right. How do you define success? I define success with waking up every single day and being able to do what you love to do. Mm -hmm. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Living your passion. Living your passion. I like it. 
What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Think and Grow Rich. Oh, man, that's a staple. Staple. Have you read Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice by Dennis Kimbrough? I haven't, but Sonia always talks about it. I got to get I got to get me a copy of it. Oh, man, you got to listen to his episode on redefining wealth. That literally is the number one downloaded and played episode. And then I think right after him is Billionaire, your boy. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Well, I'm on it. <laughs> Fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Nehemiah Davis, and the truth about wealth is being able to wake up, do what you love, and generate an income from doing what you love. Yeah, that's what's up. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you no so problem. much. Nehemiah. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It was an amazing time. Okay, what did you think? What did you think? Is Neo not amazing? Yes. I really want you to take this episode to heart and think about, are you becoming someone who is willing to create a circle of greatness around you? Are you willing to be that sandwich? I love that idea that you always have someone who's a mentor on top, but you're always also the mentor for someone else coming behind you. And sometimes you guys, this really does. Not sometimes, I think most of the time it takes investing in yourself. It takes leaving your comfort zone. It takes trusting the support of coaches and mentors. Get in a mastermind, get a coach, get a mentor. Don't try to do this thing by yourself. Remember, you can be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. You can get the job, on your own, but you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to climb the corporate ladder by yourself, whatever it is you're into, because I realize everyone's not an entrepreneur, but I don't think that changes the fact that you don't have to do life alone. You can create a circle of greatness around you. And I think it's so necessary. And one other thought that just came to me about something Nehemiah said that really stood out to me was about not thinking that quitting is going to speed up the process of your success. Man, quitting is definitely not going to help. And I know that there are times when you need to pivot. I know that there are times when you need to be flexible. I know that there are times when we need to be willing to adjust. You always hear me say that I'm committed to the vision, but I'm not attached to how I get there. But there's a difference between being flexible and being a quitter. And so you really have to ask yourself, am I just quitting? Am I just being lazy? Am I just not acknowledging the honest truth that I don't want to do the work? I don't want to put in the work. And it might be that You don't want to do or put in the work on that particular thing. But that goes back to why you have to really identify your why. Get clear about what your purpose is, what your goals are, and get some folks around you and create that circle of greatness. Man, super excited and super thankful for Nehemiah and our chance encounter in New Orleans, bumping into each other on the street. I am always encouraged and inspired by that young man. And man, we have so much more to go. That is only what installment number two of six for your results, not resolution series for 2019. So if you have not subscribed, please do make sure that you hit me up in social media, seek wisdom PCW, and also reach out to Nehemiah. His info will be in the show notes and let him know if you got a blessing, let him know if there was a nugget in this for you. Um, Share your comments. Purpose Chasers, you know where to go. Find us in the Patreon community or in our private Facebook group. And let's talk about 
what it will take to create our circle of greatness in 2019 so that we can create more results, not just resolutions. And don't forget to check out Gwendolyn Young and get your business process audit at thebpaeffect.com. Don't forget, we are showing love and shining a light to the small business owners and entrepreneurs that support the Redefining Wealth community. Because guess what? This is a part of your circle of greatness. You guys are in my circle of greatness. And so you support me. I'm going to support you. And this is what we're choosing to do in 2019. Until next time, you guys, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. 